Mostly the metaphor is, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep, shut up and sit down and I'm going to do good things to you. In this case, the, the sheep don't get off the hook. This is Chapter, Verse and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Joel Baden, professor of Hebrew Bible and director of the Center for Continuing Education, and Andrew McGowan, dean of Berkeley Divinity School at Yale and McFadden professor of Anglican Studies and Pastoral Theology. They're discussing Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 1 through 16 and verses 20 through 24, which is appointed for the last Sunday after Pentecost, also called Christ the King, in year A. I feel compelled to note that the conversation about this text and the next few to come were recorded early this fall before the political situation in Israel erupted. And some of our upcoming texts discuss Israel, Jerusalem, and the people being brought into their own land. So you might wonder why the conversations don't touch on the conflict. It's because they were recorded before it began. Okay, here's the text. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 16 and verses 20 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will sort them out. As shepherds sort out their flocks when they are among scattered sheep, so will I sort out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strays, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken."
So, Joel, this Ezekiel passage sounds very familiar in some ways, but I'm not sure whether people who read it mightn't be thinking of all that other shepherd stuff in the Hebrew Bible in particular and even in the New Testament. So there, there are shepherds and there are sheep and there are shepherds doing nice things for sheep. But what's distinctive about this one? Yeah, uh, the metaphor is ubiquitous. And everybody, I think, has expectations, right? We know who the, the flock is, right? The flock is always the people. We know who the shepherd is. It can be the king. It can be the, the deity. I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's someone good. And this metaphor takes like two turns that are, that are unexpected. The first is actually, you know, before, just before the reading that, we, that we've got, God here is speaking through Ezekiel and says, you know, that's it. I'm going to take care of my flock, but I'm going to first, I'm going to deal with, right, in, in the translation that I'm looking at, first I'm going, to, I'm going to deal with the shepherds, right, these other shepherds. So as if there's, you know, someone else has been shepherding Israel, and now, now God's stepping in and, and, and doing the real thing. And in this case, what we're talking about, whenever we're talking about Ezekiel, we're talking about someone who's reckoning with, a, a text that's reckoning with the effects of the exile. So this is, you know, spoken to the people in exile. It's a word of comfort, right? I'm going to, I'm going to shepherd you back to Israel, and I'm going to deal with these people who have, you know, these kings, these emperors who who have shepherded you out, and that's all great. I will dismiss them from tending the flock. That's you know, that seems very, very clear and easy. And so off it goes, and we have all this wonderful stuff, and I will feed them in good grazing land, and the lofty hills of Israel shall be their pasture. This is all totally classical restoration stuff. I'll look for the lost. I'll bring back the metaphor is super obvious. And then in verse 17, and as for you, my flock, like that as a, even before we know what's coming next, it's a a little terrifying. Uh, Right. There's something else that's going to happen. In fact, uh, neatly, the Revised Common Lectionary edits out uh, verses 17 through 19, uh, sometimes avoiding, you know, the difficult passages for the preachers. But, But it does at least come back in verse 20 with the idea that God is going to judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. So there seems to be a shift there between... The, the, the basic shepherd metaphor about gathering and feeding and nurturing. And then it goes down a different part of the metaphor to talk about the relationship between fat and lean sheep, as if this is sort of an internal power struggle within the Israelites. Or How do we understand yeah, that? Yeah, actually, I have to admit, reading it uh, as it's sitting in front of me right now, I think that the cutting out of verses 17 through 19 has a pretty significant effect on the reading. If you go from, I'm going to punish the shepherds, uh, you know, I'm going to bring Israel back, then you read, I'm going to decide between the stout animals and the lean. And this is in verse 21, because you pushed with flank and shoulder against the feeble ones and butted them with your horns until you scattered them abroad, which makes it sound like the fat sheep are responsible for the exile, which makes it sound like they could be, that could be the Babylonians, mm, mm. right? As if, as if, as if this is a universalist statement of, you know, all of the, all of humanity is God's flock and there's some good members of the flock and some bad members of the flock. This is an interesting development on the metaphor because mostly the metaphor is I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep, you know, shut up and sit down and I'm going to do good things to you. Yeah. But in this case, the, the sheep don't get off the hook as it were. There's also an implication that they have to take responsibility for one another. I'm not sure whether that works, especially well within the world of the metaphor. Right. <laughs> And yet, and yet, it's actually an interesting development on it. I, w- one thing which I think may be worth saying, and I'd like you to sort of test it: when this stuff pops up, the shepherd sheep things, is, is, 
It's basically political w- without any qualms, isn't it? It's always political. Is that is that too strong a statement? It's always a political metaphor? Uh, no, not too strong. I think I would say that about virtually the entire biblical text. Um, right. But, but, but I, I think certainly... Yeah, I mean, certainly in this one, which is in which the shepherd is the deity, is is perhaps a little bit less obviously so than the ones where it's the king, right? And it, because it it ends up sort of being the king towards the end, because th- in uh, twenty three, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, right? So the metaphor shifts again. Well, it stays within the world of metaphor, but the reference have yeah, actually changed, and, actually, and, and that's a, a marvelous moment because it's when God says at the beginning, "I'm going to shepherd them." There's, 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 you know, God says, says, I'm going to take over the shepherding duties from the people who have done it badly, right? The the empires, the Babylonians, et cetera. But then I'm going to appoint a, a shepherd. So it, it, at this point, it's really in my stead, right? God has been the shepherd. And now David or the Davidic, you know, the Davidic king is obviously not David himself at this point, but like the Davidic king who will now be the shepherd over them, right? I will be their God and my servant David shall be a ruler among them, right? That makes very patent, right? The the notion of the shepherd metaphor uh, being aligned with kingship, mm. uh, you know, that's the dominant political uh, link there. There are a couple of ways that the complications of the metaphor interest me here, because one of them we've noted is is the fact that there's also a sheep on sheep dimension, and I, I suspect that you know one of the things that contemporary readers of these passages find a little puzzling, or at least find find it hard to know what to do with, is the passivity that's implicit in the metaphor. You know, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. Let's get on with it. And that basically means I'm going to tell you what to do. And I think in an agrarian society, that's probably the fundamental metaphor because, you know, sheep are not especially smart or sort of, they don't have a lot of agency, shall we say. But in fact, there is a measure of agency implied here in the fat and the lean sheep description. And there's also a measure of complexity implied in the fact that, yeah, on the one hand, God's the shepherd, but then on the other hand, David, David in scare quotes, meaning the Davidic line, Mm -hmm. is also a shepherd of sorts. Um, and I'm interested. I'm curious to think about how contemporary readers will think of this, because you know there are a lot of people who are interested in the notion that God will help establish justice and give people a vision of justice, but not so many who know what to do with the notion of you know sit down, shut up, and just let me do it. Um, they want to have a sense of what their own role is, what their own responsibility is, and there's a hint of that in here too. There is, although what's being said here is, is really Israel is the weakest. Uh, you know what are sheep? I mean, you said they're. They're, they're like silly animals, which they are. And God here talks, you know, when God talks about like the, the strays and the weeks, right? We're talking about like the dumbest of the dumb, right? That when you see a shepherd with sheep and you see that one sheep at the back, that's like sort of like wandering off kind of dazed and lost, right? In like, in like a, the cartoon version, that would be like the ditzy dumb sheep, you know, that's Israel in this story. So what's being called when, when, God says, I need, I need to appoint a, a, a royal shepherd. When you said political, I mean, that really does suggest a, like a real, a real dominance, a real, you know, somebody to tell you what to do and your job is to get in line. What's not obvious here is what that would consist of. 
Obedience, sure, but obedience how? In on on what level? You know, is it is it ritual? Is it is it is it to the law? You know, if this were in Deuteronomy, we'd say yeah, this just means obedience to the law. But the, the shepherding metaphor, right? There's a there's a, there is a staff, right? There's a shepherd's staff that is you know more stick than carrot. So the, it might imply aspects of compliance with the law, given we know Ezekiel's interested in that stuff. But it also clearly here implies existence within a human community that manifests. The value that are seen as being coherent with obedience to God. Yeah, there's there's absolutely there's a social issue here. It's almost unusual, I think, for Ezekiel, who is largely so in, insistent on ritual. He's a priest, yeah. but here we've got the, the social popping up uh, in the midst of, as you said, this this like very openly political metaphor. Thanks for listening. If you haven't been there recently, check out the Yale Bible Study website at yalebiblestudy.org. We're always adding new content and resources there to help you study the Bible in your local context. Again, it's yalebiblestudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer Helena Martin. And our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.